Happy New Year. Welcome to Hand of Pop. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a very early episode of Hand of Pods uh, as the first one for 2019. We don't normally record during the summer break, but now, of course, we have Patreon supporters for whom we're very grateful indeed. If you're one of them, then thank you very much. And because they're paying us, um, it's only fair that we continue to give you some content. So, as I said three weeks ago in Hand of Pod episode 319, <coughs> Um, we've had a couple of weeks off and we are now back. We don't actually have any football to talk about this week, so hopefully it's going to be a fairly short-ish um, episode, but there are plenty of us here, so it probably won't be. I'm Sam Kelly and I'm joined uh, by English Dan, whose living room we are in. Hello and welcome. We were hoping to get to Ponte Leste, you know, a penthouse apartment for this recording, but we'll probably need about 100 more Patreon supporters for that. Yeah, and also... Much like River Plate squad, we decided that it was just a bit beneath us, really, and we preferred yes. to do it in Buenos Aires. Um, by Mariano. Hey. A very rare appearance. Welcome back, Mariano. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, Mariano, I think you were on the first um, episode, actually, for which I was able to pay people, and I still owe you, like, 80 pesos oh, for that. Yeah. But Don't uh, worry. I'll add it on to the amount a little bit uh, for this week, which fortunately will be a little bit more, and I'll give it to you next time I see you. I'm doing this for the love of football. <laughs> <laughs> by Andres. Hello, Sam. Tell, tell us the truth. Or tell the listeners the truth. Go on. We are here to celebrate the one month that River won the Copa Libertadores. Aren't we? No, definitely not. No. Some of us might be. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not necessarily all. I suspect that Tony isn't either. Welcome, Tony. Hello, everyone. Uh, no, not really. Just, I actually forgot the, the date, so... Yeah. Uh, but the owner of the podcast is a River fan, so yes, we are. Indeed. Okay. Um, where do we start? Because there's no... Uh, I can't read any scores out because nothing's happened. Uh, it's a bit weird, this. I didn't really think it through. I should have thought through a proper introduction. Um, but most, I did not. The so most important thing is the Sudamericana. Could, could be? Maybe? But we talked about the draw. <coughs> uh, the yes. Sudamericano, sorry. Yes, which isn't happening just yet. Um, next week. It starts it next week. Yeah, right? next week, yeah. So, yeah, we may as well... Pre- so, I, I have a couple of things that I, I'm literally reading the email that I sent you all <laughs> when I sent this out. Um, and we had a bit of summer transfer talk. A bit of Messi maybe returning for Argentina talk and a bit of a preview of the Sudamericano Sub-20. Um, so as Andres suggests, I think we should actually start with the last one of those things. Um, we're so, looking forward to the Sudamericano Sub-20, guys. Oh, so important. Oof, Can't wait for it. Is. It's huge. <laughs> we talked about the coach, that uh, we have a coach, mm. which is uh, at this point a miracle because uh, there, weren't, there wasn't any... Whose name um, I've completely forgotten already. What is that? Something that is yes. Yeah. Fernando? Yeah, I yes. think it, it was Fernando. Yeah. Brad, the brother of the former uh, <coughs> national team, the, the, the main the national team coach. Because one bad Batista was not enough. So yeah, I'm not <laughs> we have another one now. It couldn't be worse, surely. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, coach well, was worse than Fernando Batista. 
No, no coach at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Coach by the, the players. Um, yeah. No, I, I, what I read uh, about Argentina and the South American is they play a, a friendly yesterday. With That's a, some pretty decent results, right? Yeah. Like, with, 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 with a team, with a team from Primera C, I guess. I don't really remember. Uh, they, they were traveling today to, to Chile. And not really much. I mean, uh, we all expect that Argentina is going to qualify and... and I, I know if we win it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know if we win it because even Brazil is not given the, the most uh, strong squad. Vinicius Junior is not going to go because which was kind of obvious given the, the his role now in the Real Madrid. But um, I, I suspect Argentina is going to. I know if Walcott. Where is it played? Uh, of course, I know it, but I want you to tell the, our listeners where what? is it played. Yeah. Uh, Chile. Chile, yeah. Ah, Chile. okay. Yeah. Well, I think good. it's La Serena. <laughs> I, think just said, yeah. <laughs> I, I did, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, I heard you. Maybe, maybe oh, you said they were traveling to Chile, but I thought yeah. they were going to play some friendly there. Oh, okay, okay. If you want to, uh, if you want to be really, really specific, it's being played in Rancagua, Talca, and Curicó. Oh, yeah. Which so is a place I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Not even Santiago, so. <laughs> Rancagua and Talca, don't, on, on the map, they don't look an awfully long way from Santiago. Oh, sorry, Tal- yeah. Talco and Curicó. North, right? Rancagua is a little bit further north, but yeah. not much. We can say uh, they're in the middle of Chile. Yeah. Yes. That's every is. place in Chile. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, should we go near, near the, the coast. Near the coast. And near a mountain. Yeah, yeah, between the coast and a mountain. Probably yeah. safe to say. Uh, um, should we go through the squad a little bit? See if there's any familiar faces? Well, I, I, think, I, I can't remember whether we actually mentioned the squad uh, when it got I remember we, de- we determined that this Sudamericana doesn't uh, count for the Olympics. They're doing the qualifiers yeah. in a different way. It's in next year in another oh, tournament. Yeah, pre-Olympico. Yeah, they're yes. coming back to pre-Olympico. I think the most yeah. uh, no name for for the Argentina team is Colidio, the the guy that played football kind of was injured. Yeah. Maroni as well, right? Maroni. 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 So basically, any young keeper okay. who comes through as Estudiantes has to be called Geronimo. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. Uh, that's scientifically proven. Yes. In defence, as Tony says, Leonardo Ballerdi of Boca Juniors, Neuen Perez of Atletico de Madrid. Okay. Uh, Aaron Barquet, which is not a type of flooring. He's in fact a central defender from Argentinos Juniors. Uh, Facundo Mura, not Mora, of Estudiantes. Facundo Medina of Tacheres, who I have heard of, and who's got his own Wikipedia entry on like three of the other defenders, right. and Elias Pereira of San Lorenzo, who Mariano. He's been, uh, he's been a, a first-team player last yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back, is it? Yeah. yeah, had a few yeah. good games. Yeah, I'm oh, trying to remember the he, game in which he's well I known because him, he had leukemia a few years ago, oh, but he recovered yeah. and made it yeah. to top football, so... Mm-hmm. A heartwarming story. Um, in midfield, Santiago Sosa of River Plate, Fausto Berra of Argentinos Juniors, Manuel Insarralde of San Lorenzo. Another guy that was playing in the uh, first team, and he looks a bit, not not physically, but his style of playing, like Ortigosa, 
Mm -hmm. ah, okay. Like a midfielder that likes to have penalty. the ball. So no, not yet, not yet. So he's but, not fat. But yeah. No, 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 except yeah. that he's not fat. <laughs> but, but he has that kind of that style of football. Yeah. Okay. Um, Aníbal Moreno of Newell's Old Boys, Agustín Almendra of Boca, who we've yeah. all heard of because he's not least because he's been involved in some transfer talk or something. I think. Yeah, he's played, he played quite a few games. No, but uh, the one who has I been think we've actually seen him yeah, as well. The one who has been mentioned as a crazy transfer is Valerdi, as he apparently mm. has been transferred to Borussia Dortmund for 20, 12 million euros or dollars. Yeah, also Almendra too has been uh, tutored for Napoli. Napoli, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll go through the, all the money laundering later in the episode. Francisco Ortega of Vélez Arsfield and his clubmate Thiago Almada, who's been a name who's also been bandied around quite a lot. Gonzalo Maroni of Tacheres. Francisco Lo Celso of Rosario Central. Probably a uh, uh, familiar, yeah. It's a safe um, bet, yeah. And Pedro de la Vega of Lanús, who uh, is the kid who we mentioned a few months ago because he, he played, was it against Banfield? And right, Lanús. Made his debut. And it's Racing, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, he and made his debut good. against Racing, and then there was a heartwarming video on social media of all of his um, classmates clapping him back into school the next day. Yeah. Um, he is, in fact, him and Almada are the youngest two in the squad. They're both only 17. Um, and then up front, Facundo Colidio of uh, Inter. Uh, of Milan, not of uh, Porto Alegre. Maxi Romero of PSV Eindhoven, but obviously the former Bene Sarsfield youngster. Um, Adolfo Geich, another San Lorenzo. That's a very player, good strike. Who, yeah, has looked fairly bright in the. He's only played in Milan really for the game, doesn't he? For the first yes, season. but uh, he's like a huge guy, mm. really, really tall, big uh, he's body. He's 90, so that's but like he's six foot three or six foot But three. he's not the classic. Uh, uh, Clumsy guy, he's like very skilled. Yeah, he's quite mobile. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's arguably the guy who won uh, Scaloni the national team job, right? Because he had such a good tournament in La Alcudia. Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. The youth tournament that Scaloni yeah. won, and then yeah, that yeah. kind of led to him getting a chance. Yeah, he's, he's quite a yeah, history. interesting striker. You could say he's got a good touch for a big man. <laughs> you could do, yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. <laughs> um, and Julian Alvarez of River Plate. Um, who is going to be has not played an awful lot of first team football for River so far, but is going to be getting a hell of a lot more this year probably. Yeah, an interesting cameo in the in the Club World Cup, the third place player. Yes, he came in and did it oh, very well. Or set one up or something. He's, he definitely set I wasn't one. Actually paying any attention? And he might have set another up or scored. Yeah, um, but he did look. Very well, it's good. a good squad. I mean, yeah, there's, I'll a, think few, uh, there's a few names that we know about. I think that the. Especially the strikers are quite good. I, I, now that uh, I remember the things to some uh, Romero from PSV, it's, it's playing there and it's quite good there too. The, when he has a little bit of time on PSV, I think it's going to be loaned to another team now in, in, in the Netherlands. But the, the, the little bit I, I was able to see, he adapted very well to a very attacking team PSV in the in the, in the division. So I think there's a lot of talent there too. Again, not I know if win it, but easily qualified to World Cup. Then I went Paris from Atletico Madrid. I, I it, that is has to be uh, perhaps some something they uh, Batista or someone from the uh, near him uh, have, have watched watch play because I I, I haven't even uh, heard of him. Yeah, and. Uh, but it's the funny another thing about all this is uh, the preliminary squad for the under twenties was actually picked. Before Batista was confirmed as the coach, 
Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, he mm-hmm. picked the final squad. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. It was like a preliminary squad okay. of uh, Well, maybe, maybe this like. this guy, it's <laughs> like another Icardi story, Messi story, that went to, to Spain with the parents when he was little, I don't know. Well, about Icardi, there is a story. Uh, about Guadalajara's, he's fighting for his contract and apparently he... That's Italian football, we don't move. <laughs> she's the best. She's Italian the best. <laughs> she's the best. I want her as a manager yeah. of my, or manager. Uh, for my finances. <laughs> for your fortune. Yes. I'm just looking up the couple of players who, apart from Romero, who uh, are from foreign clubs. Now, when Perez came up through the Argentino Juniors Youth Academy, um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, now that I'm reading on Wikipedia, I can vaguely remember seeing a couple of games at the end of last season uh, when he actually played for the first team, um, and was one of these sparrings, I think this probably refers to, it's a bit of a opaque phrase, but uh, he was taken to the World Cup with the um, with the squad, the, the proper World Cup, that is not the boys one. Um, and then he signed for Atletico, he's got a six year contract. Oh, cool. okay. Um, which is nice for him. And Facundo Colidio is one who we are a little bit more familiar with. Of course, he came up through Boca um, and was sold to Inter. Uh, Without playing a game, right? It doesn't give us a date when that happened. No, he certainly never played for the first team at Boca. Um, he appears to have moved to Inter in. Also, 2018. Yeah, his enormous potential did not permit him to debut in the first division in Argentina, as Wikipedia <laughs> in Spanish puts it, um, which is an interesting sort of, you know... Frating? Well, it, it appears to directly contradict itself, really, doesn't it? Like, no, he's so good that he never actually managed to play. Because then it's his... Uh, but of course, yeah, he, was, uh, he was transferred at such a young age. He was age. so good that Boca didn't even have a chance to play. Inter were like, yeah, we'll take this guy. One of the dangers, of course, of saying of, of sort of looking over these squads is, is that you know we're looking down this and going, oh, that's a pretty good squad. That, 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 they should do well. But I've just, as a thought exercise, called up the Brazil and the Uruguay squads for the same World Cup. Uh, for the same competition, the Sudamericano Silvete. And shall I read these out and see whether you can recognise any of them? I, I, I recognise one name on the Uruguay squad, and that is Darwin Nunez. And that's nice. only because he, I think he scored a goal or something for Peñarol a couple of weeks ago, and the name stuck in my head because it's amazing. Uh, he discovered others, evolution, that's why mm-hmm. he brings the name. Huh? Yeah. Um, the others are not ringing any bells at all and obviously I mean the Brazil squad as well is similarly just like I mean a lot of these people might have familiar names but I very much doubt it's the same person there's a Washington probably there's a Luan Santos it's not the Luan who plays for no, Germany, the plane. Plane. Plays for no? no he's saying with Real Madrid um, there's a, a Bruno I read it yesterday someone. there's an Ederson Jose there are lots of sort of it's just stereotypical Brazilian names really well, apologies yeah. to any Brazilian listeners there's a Lucas Minelli I don't know whether he's any relation, relation to Liza but um, it would, I'd like to think so I, I, I want to be honest most of the players I know them from football manager <laughs> I'm really really honest with that um, and those are obviously apart from Argentina those are going to be two of the uh, the most watched national teams in the competition you would mm-hmm. think although obviously Colombia um, are churning out a few youngsters at the moment no, probably so Venezuela they, they had a good uh, World Cup last World Cup they oh, went they did, to the finals they? yeah, yeah. The final. so probably Venezuela is going to I know if uh, surprised because if, if you know about that that run but I think they have a good project, project. yeah uh, the, the groups uh, Chile, Colombia, Brazil, Venezuela and Bolivia in Group A and in Group B is therefore Argentina, Ecuador, Paraguay, Peru and Uruguay. Um, I'm looking in particular at when Argentina, Uruguay is because that game 
is, you would think, going to be the highest pressure one given the nature of the rivalry. Uh, it is the penultimate group game for both of those teams. Oh, okay. but normally, everybody watches those games because there's no other football. But with the <laughs> league, with the yeah. official game starting, you know, in nine, ten days, yes. I don't think a lot of people pay attention to this. Yeah, well, that's a, that depends a little bit of, of the morbid. Uh, How they do in the tournament? Yeah, How but, but probably if there's a chance that the Argentinian team is not going to qualify or, or do well. Or more people are going to see the games just because they want to feel, uh, you know, oh, look at the kids that are sent to Europe and they can perform when they come here and all that nonsense. And I have to admit, I'm going to be paying probably more attention to it than I have since getting here because we're actually recording Hand the Pod this month and I'm going to want something to talk about Hand the Pod. <laughs> no, but look, in, so in, 10 days, in 10 days, we have uh, games already. We yeah, have San Lorenzo and River playing and Boca. Games, I think River, River Defense Seals this is on the 14th, right. isn't it? And Boca is also playing okay. a game that week. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's not the same as a full round or an international. Tournament. But the next weekend you have a full round. Oh, I know. 26th, yeah, <laughs> twenty weekend of the twenty seventh. So yeah, just yeah. a couple of days after Uruguay Argentina. Funnily enough. No, next weekend uh, is a River against the physical. Yeah, yeah. San Lorenzo Huracan. Yes. Ah, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that interests you a lot, right? It's the torneo de verano. It's like a summer tournament because it's uh, the clásicos. But there are a few friendlies, right? Yeah, yeah. A summer uh, friendlies. Brasil, Brasil, a few friendlies. Uh, when the River play Nacional? The 15th of January. Because I, I didn't really explain my joke about Rivers um, squad not like it in Punta del Este. Um, they decided to come home to Buenos Aires yesterday because they were training on local pitches out in Punta del Este and decided that the pitches weren't decent enough. But they have to go back to Punta del Este to play this friendly with, Be- with Nacional. Yes. No, because there were, <laughs> no, true. It's, there it's was like a heavy rain and, and they had to use another pitch and that, that is the pitch that was, wasn't with the professional uh, measure and that's why Ashado decided to come back. And well, they will train in Saisa in the. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, anyway, just to wrap up the Sudamericano Subvente, um, for those who are not familiar with uh, it as a thing, um, it would normally be the qualifying tournament, as, as Dan says, to the, um, to the World Cup. Uh, sorry, it is the qualifying tournament to the World Cup. It would normally also be the qualifying tournament for the Olympics, but there's another one next year, so they're going to use that instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is this year, it's the top. Three teams. I always had a feeling they qualified five teams for the end. The South American qualified five teams for the under twenty World Cup. But they changed, huh? Mm, no. I always thought maybe like I was just mistaken. Three, no, that's three or four. Yeah. I think depending it's on who the host is. And the the top the top three teams go to on, both yeah. the under twenty World Cup and the Pan American Games. Um, and fourth place also qualifies for the under twenty World Cup. Yeah, there are no teams. playoffs or anything. It's just goes. Just for context, the World Cup it's in May in Poland, and the Pan American Games is, are in July in Lima. There just for go. context. And I'm interested in this because I can't really remember people paying any attention to the Pan American Games in my time living in Argentina. So mm, not at all. I, I think there have been one or two, maybe. They're every Games four years, right? Yeah, it's yeah. every four years. Yeah. Um, and it's not really an especially big thing. No, not really. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. But uh, obviously, for Argentina, it's big. It's not for football. Like, it would be fantastic. Yeah. If they sort of like the Olympics. Win yeah. things. Even lesser. Indeed. Um, so, that's the Sudamericano Sulvente at the moment. No doubt we'll have a little bit more of an opinion on things for you uh, when the tournament actually begins, which is in a week's time today. Um, and Argentina's first game is going to be on the 20th. So they sit out the first round. Right? There is a little bit yeah, of time, yeah. They sit out the first round of their group. Um, 
So yeah, week today it begins with Venezuela versus Colombia and Chile versus Bolivia. One of those matches I think is going to be a bit better than the other one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what's the next topic of conversation? Let's talk about the actual grown-up national team, shall we? The, sure. uh, the men's one, at least. I'd like to try and, if we can, pay a little bit more attention to the women's national team this year, by the way. But that's, that's like a New Year's resolution for Hampton Park. Okay. Well, that, that's uh, awesome because I am actually planning to go to work up. Pardon, I, I am still planning to go to the World Cup, so if, oh, really? if there's anyone from France listening they want to host me, <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. But yeah, that's that's the idea. I'm trying to 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 go and you can maybe watch a couple of games. That would be awesome. That'd be brilliant. Um, anyway, the men's national team. The main news is that well, first of all, there has been a friendly actually confirmed. There's, they've been talking about doing a friendly, playing a friendly, doing a friendly um, against Venezuela in March for about the last six years, it feels like. Um, they actually finally got around to confirming it uh, the other day. It's going to be on the... The 19th is ringing a bell for some reason in my head, but I don't yeah, know. Well, I remember it's playing the Obviously, USA, right? Yeah. I'm not wrong about it. Yeah. Or they're playing uh, Czech Republic, they said. Could 25th, be an option. The 25th of March is going to be Argentina versus Venezuela. It's going to be... Is it somewhere in Europe? Like the I think it's going to be in the United States, but... In the US? Okay. I think. It, it's not I'm going to be in Argentina sure. anyway. Um, and the main news, apart from the fact they don't know yet, it's not completely confirmed who else they're going to play on that same... Czech, Czech Republic, day. I heard. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. Oh. Right, could be. It could be. Well, Prague is a nice city. Um, so. <laughs> the other main news is that Lionel Messi is... Can we say expected yet, or like is rumored to be rumored. Yeah. returned? Yes, that's probably the safest. But I, I heard, I, well, I heard no. I, I read a piece mm-hmm. in the Nation where where they say that uh, uh, Tapia, the, the president of AFA, is way more enthusiastic about the the Lionel Messi's coming back to the national team than himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even he stated that he had a meeting with Lionel Messi. During the the final of Copa Libertadores in Ber- the Bernabeu in Madrid, mm-hmm. something which didn't occur didn't happen. Uh, it, were, it were five minutes in which in the stands they were like talking, but that's not a meeting. Yeah. And, and Tapia said that they met, uh, and Messi, uh, apart from that, uh, stated or um, said the media in the latest uh, interviews they had not to ask him anything about national team because he doesn't want to say what he will do in the future mm-hmm. and for me he will come back but uh, nearly the close to the Copa America he won't be part of these friendlies or or his he has in his head to win again the Champions League with Barcelona as the last three Champions Leagues were won by by the rivals by Real Madrid and he wants Champions League back and that's the main uh, goal for him uh, even ahead of perhaps, well, in, in the in, when when Copa America uh, takes part, he will perhaps think about that. But uh, at this moment, he's not thinking that much about national team, and and AFA is trying to make that uh, or trying to give their version, which is very different to Messi's version. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. Andres. In the meantime, uh, in the meantime, we can say we can at least confirm that one. Uh, Argentina player with more than 100 caps has returned to the fold. Oh, Roberto Ashada, who has joined Lionel Scaloni's technical team. Oh, not the defensive line, just to be. Mm, we'll see. They're not, they're not <laughs> quite that desperate just yet. No, I mean I watched him for Racing in 2010. 
and he was really over the hill then. So <laughs> I'm guessing nine he years later, nine years later, <laughs> making a comeback. Could probably do a better job than Morocco, maybe, but well, Morocco has sorry, did, did may not have a lot to to do with it, but he returned to to Argentina because he's not fit, never fit. Apparently, I think it's going to leave Manchester United. The uh, sum of the smart money might be on a return to an, uh, an Argentine club. Or alternatively, that might be some of the stupid money. Uh, we'll Probably. find that out after the break. Uh, but yes, uh, a return to Argentina and certainly leaving Manchester United, I don't think anybody's going to be shedding too many tears for No, him. no, probably I mean, not. He, he appears to be a lovely person, but um, yeah, as a footballer... Making burnt toast. He's, he's, we're not going to miss him that much, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he mentioned to uh, come play for Boca for a change? Well, we everybody is mentioned. Yes, everybody is mentioned. Everybody, including us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Um, going uh, a little bit, sorry, Sam, to the national team. Do, do you do you actually think that Messi is going to play in the Copa America? Uh, for giving your your, your sense, you, your I think? have no idea. I don't see really why they should push him if he doesn't want to. Like, I mean, given that Scaloni has a team in, in his mind, yeah, and it's. I mean, it, Mexico like. wasn't uh, the most uh, hard of uh, test to, to, to know the, the, the capabilities of, of, of Scaloni and the team, but I think they did pretty well. And given that more of the young players and a chance... Yeah. You think with that team, they're probably good enough to have a good chance of beating anyone except for Brazil. And in Depending Brazil's on case, the Brazil squad, even yeah. with Messi, they're probably not going to beat Brazil. <laughs> But then Messi could provide that sort of extra ingredient that might lift them. Or he'd come back, that's Argentina would lose again. And that's going to be worse. Yeah. And everyone was like, ah, oh, why the fuck did he come back? Mm. Go away. Yeah, maybe, maybe not having such a strong squad or even not having Messi will make everyone think that you don't need to be a champion. Like, don't put that pressure on, 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 on the team. That would be nice. Yeah. Um... It, it's it, it's going to be an interesting one to, to watch because it's felt for a little while as if Argentina's best chance of finally winning a trophy might be Without. the, the competition yeah. after he sort of leaves the side because of the amount of pressure that everybody puts on and, and because of the pressure that he puts on himself as well uh, by by all accounts. Whenever you sort of hear anything from people who are close to him, they all say, you know, he, he thinks just and the body, and the body shows it. Everybody else does. And yeah, his body language shows it as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's it, it'll be interesting to see. It's streaky. I think we're going to take a break um, now and refill our glasses because we have a lot of business questions, and I want to leave time to get through all of those, as well as a little bit of um, transfer talk in the second half. So bye for now. transfer market obviously is sort of in its infancy at the moment um, I'm not sure has the registration period actually started yet they announced it the other no, day I but I, I didn't pay attention to when they'd announced it for um, but obviously it's something that we'll be covering during January um, there are a few names that have been banded around and a few clubs that people have been linked with 
Um, where shall we begin? Uh, let's, exactly let's one start place to begin, surely. Go on, the then. Biggest, we'll that one place. The most shocking transfer of not yeah, just this yeah. transfer win. I, I thought of you. Any transfer win. I thought of you. My heart is so broke. Oh, it was devastating. How, how much time do you I cry? I didn't want to believe it, but, you know, yeah. um, I was in denial, now probably in anger, you know, in these kind of stages of grief. El Pulga Rodriguez, the greatest player ever to, to set foot in Argentina, has gone to Colón. I'm going I'm to give you a rule. Colón. I'm going to give you a rule. People from Santa Fe always ruins everything. <laughs> okay. I have a theory that El, El Pulga is a bit of a fishing fanatic and there's basically no water at all in Tucumán anywhere. So he's just trying to take advantage of some good fishing in his... But in his uh, later days. He should have went to Cruzado del Norte then because the, the rivers in Santa Fe are so polluted. Fair. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a much forgotten fact, or possibly irrelevant, but that uh, he had a season on loan at Newell's Old Boys in 2010-11. I'd completely forgotten about it until I read about it a couple of days ago. And I was like, oh yeah, that was like this, the first full season after I came there. That was a year um, after he uh, made his debut in the national team mm-hmm. at uh, Maradona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there are some um, interesting potential alleged reasons behind this that the Tucumán press have been talking about, um, and which we should mention both Luis Rodriguez's entourage um, and the people at Atletico Tucumán have vociferously denied, as have the um, people on the other end of the story. Uh, he's registered as a member of the Partido Justicialista. Justicialista. Thank you. I was missing a T there. That's what I was trying to get out. Justicialista, um, which is one of the main political parties the in the Peron, country. The Peronist Party, yeah. Yeah, indeed, yeah. The, the biggest Peronist Party. I think the biggest. Pro- it is. It is. It is. The official. And he's registered with their sort of local office or whatever in Tucumán. There's talk about after he finishes playing football, he might stamp some sort of political office there. And he has sort of. He's a, been a vocal supporter of, of a bloke whose name I can't remember. The governor of Tucumán. The governor of Tucumán, who was previously the deputy to yes, another Yes, the ex-minister um, of health and the ex-governor. Ah, yes, okay. But I couldn't explain, you know, Tucumán is kind of my... Uh, I'm not going to niche my political family, as they say, is, is from Tucumán. I'm assuming that you know what the story I was going to tell is, Dad. So take it away. I'm not with, Again, the yeah. proviso like is any lawyers. We brought a Tucumán expert. <laughs> this is all alleged and it's denied can, by everybody. Can involved, you do empanadas? Dan's now going to explain why Luis Rodriguez moved to Colombia. So in pretty typical Argentine style, um, the Partido Justicialista, PJ, in Tucumán, is divided at the moment between... Mm-hmm. Um, a faction that is al- allied with allied allied that's one, with Juan Mansur, the current governor of Tucumán, uh, who is kind of more of a you could say a moderate you know a moderate opponent of the national government, kind of not um, a hardline opposition, which would be uh, the faction that responds to Cristina mm-hmm. Fernández de Kirchner, uh, the ex-president. I can't believe we're explaining all this because it's El Pulga Rodriguez left Colón, yeah. left Atlético um, And El Pulga Rodriguez uh, has, as, as Sam rightly says, um, kind of declared his intention to, to run for office. I don't know if it will be in the 2019 elections 
or in a future one, but he's done so under the wing of Mansur. Okay. Mansur is one faction in Tucuman. The other faction is uh, that of former Tucuman governor, uh, current Tucuman senator, uh, Jose Apirovich. Who previously, Mansur was sort of a secretary or a deputy or something. He was too, his right? deputy governor. They, they used to get on really well and now they don't. And yeah, like, Mr. Like, Mansur uh, got to the, yeah. to the governorship thanks to Apirovich, mm-hmm. who pretty much owns everything in Tucuman, car dealerships, uh, businesses, like, it's his, um, his own private backyard, basically. Um, but Apirovich has kind of found a stance closer to this uh, more hardline opposition to the national government, which has sort of split the, the uh, Pejota in, in Tucuman down the middle. Now, Apirovich is also a, an Atletico Tucuman fan. And someone who over the years has vocally supported and also financially supported the club in many ways. Which is where I have to put my hand up for the first time and say, Atletico Tucumán deny this. Of course they do. But, but my father-in-law... It's obviously true. Is <laughs> the Celsius senior finally. All of their... Uh, the stronger they deny ...is down to this guy who he absolutely hates and says he's a corrupt son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine that it's probably not that much of a coincidence that this kind of transfer bombshell has occurred about two weeks, three weeks after El Bulga kind of posed with Mansoura for these political pictures. It's also a little bit more complicated because he's not the only person who's left Atletico Tucumán. No, I was just going to say, um, Guillermo Acosta. Guillermo Acosta, who is also registered now as a Mansur supporter and and joined the Partido Justicialista, has also just left Atletico Tucumán. In his case, he's moved to Lanús. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it true that you're writing a script for a Hollywood movie about all this? Of this situation, it and is. Danny DeVito is going to play El uh, Pulga. Yes, Robert <laughs> De Niro as Mansur. Okay, and Danny DeVito could actually um, double as La Pul- as El Pulga and Mansur. He's not that far. <laughs> so away. So Sanigo is going to play. Yes, the working title at the moment is uh, Tucumania. Okay. <laughs> this is more complicated than Game of Thrones. Oh, I was trying to think up a really bad pun on the secret in their eyes, but I, there's nothing coming to mind. So carry on, Tony. Sorry. No, 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 just, just a silly, silly, a silly joke about Game of Thrones. Sounds, sounds like a lot about it. But it, also, it's not very uncommon for Argentinian teams to be involved with, with politicians um, in many ways. No, no, still, no. Even, you know, pressing to promote <clears throat> family or. Uh, to play or, or give money. Also, to anyone that doesn't know this, in, in many uh, provinces, the current or uh, ex-governors or senators or whatever, I don't know if own all the, the province, but many places, they have a lot of strong uh, hand on, on, on the businesses, like, like Dan said. So it's not really that mm-hmm. common or, or weird. So, so, this time yeah, so I'm guessing one far. theory would be out of all of this, that uh, if is leaving to command, Basically, just till the dust settles, right? So he's not going to get targeted or anything by yeah, exactly. people from the other yeah. political faction. The, the other allegations were that, this, like that. The, uh, was that Aparovic basically said, like, look, if you want me to carry on giving your club money, then you need to get rid of my political opponents who are playing for you. And this includes the biggest uh, idol in the history of the club. And, I mean... Of Argentinian football. Well, football, I'd say, like, it's um, basically... 
Pele, Maradona, and Pulga in no particular order. Yeah. And, it, and it might sound a little bit far-fetched, especially to people who aren't familiar with um, South America. Um, but, you know, it also... Atletico Tucumán are currently, what, third in the league? Yeah, I think. Yes. Colón are 18th. Yes. You just think... Like, and Colón is a... So the, who goes to Colón? Why do you go to Colón? And this is the thing that really interests me. It's like, okay, if those are the reasons that he's left Atletico Tucumán, then that's understandable. But why Colón? Like... How many other clubs? You mean why do they the exist? League? Why does Cologne exist as a team? Like, I mean, I, I mean, how many other clubs would there have been in the league that he could have gone to, and people might have gone, oh, he's leaving Atletico Tucumán. That's unusual, but it would at least have made a little bit of sporting sense. Like you know, any of the big five in Buenos Aires, you could understand Luis Rodriguez moving there, and I think Atletico Tucumán's fans would understand it as well. Um, you know, arguably one or two other clubs. There are probably clubs elsewhere in South America who could have taken yeah. a punt on him if they'd been made aware. That he was available. And Colón, uh, new coach, has a good new coach. I was talking yeah. about oh, Junior, the that, yeah. Colombian champion. But the other so thing is like, have some money in there. Yeah. Something some, is happening yeah, there. Yeah, something is happening. Something is happening there. The yeah. thing that I find interesting about it is that I, what I read, what I read about this story in, in La Nación a couple of days ago, um, was that Colón only found out about Luis Rodriguez being available the day before the transfer ended up being. Like signed off and announced, it was like okay. That, I mean, that's it. it it's, it's peculiar. It's yeah, an interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably, hopefully, it's well. But, you know. Probably, it's about politics too. I, I don't know how if the president of Colombia is aligned with someone that and, made it some uh, more easier to do. It was also funny himself, Pulgar Rodriguez, uh, explaining this transfer to 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 his fans of Atlético Tucumán, saying it's an important transfer for me. Mm. Why? Of course, he will say that because. Yeah. He, well, he's, he's going to eat Savalo now, so. <laughs> and also that he wants to return to Atletico and yes, play for them again. I mean, he's he's just turned thirty-four. Yeah, the first of January. Yeah, he can play until he's sixty. Oh, there's, oh, a, there's a player in Japan that has forty-two and he's playing, so yeah, thirty-four. And he hits the same same foot than uh, perhaps Inasu. Yeah, yeah, true, probably. true. Myself. Um, anyway, <laughs> other transfers, other less important transfer rumours. We were talking during the break about um, rumours which I'm guessing not many of our listeners in England would actually have heard because they're so clearly nonsensical uh, about Juan Foyt possibly coming to Boca Juniors. Um, this is how ridiculous the Argentine yeah. silly season gets. I was in the office and I just had to laugh aloud. People mm. were staring at me like, what are you, what's happening? But, yeah. um, but uh, Boca have been linked with one Everyone, or two basically. other players. Um, can we remember any names in particular? Andrew. The only yeah. one that apparently uh, arrived or it's already uh, Training. done is uh, Marcone. Marcone. Well, this this Camposano, no, Junior, Junior Alonso, that Junior Alonso. Yeah, oh, he was okay. playing uh, Betis mm-hmm. on loan from Lille. And Jorman Camposano as well from Atlético Nacional, who um, did fairly well in this year's good young player. <sighs> In which competition were they the playing? They were in the Libertadores, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's and joined. Ivan Marconi was just. Uh, they don't appear to be going in for another playmaker, though, because Carlos Tevez announced today that he's going to be taking the number 10 shirt now that Edwin Cardona's gone. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Te- Tevez himself said words to the effect of, it might give me the kick up the arse I need, which is an interesting reason for taking the number 10, you know, yeah. most, most iconic shirt of one of the country's most iconic clubs. Um, but there we go I also saw it reported as Carlos Tevez has decided he will take the number 10 which is like oh it's his decision to make is it yeah. <laughs> I see okay well he's a friend of Angelici so uh, anything uh, he says 
will be accepted, I think. Yeah, I think that uh, Bog is not again doing wise business because uh, the selling. I, I'm not, not going to say the best players, that, that could be uh, arguable with Nate Hernandez that if he's going to Kyrie or not, but they have a lot of young players that they're still selling just because instead of giving them a chance. I mean, Junior Alonso might not be or actually be, be bought and just play Valerdi and not sell them to Borussia Dortmund. I mean, it's not like they actually need the money. Or they're going to... Okay, the, uh, sorry, we're on t- saying on TV that they're also looking for Victor Cuesta, which is another centre-back. Why another centre-back when you can play Valerdi? You know, it's just... Uh, this has been yeah. ages since Boca actually tried to uh, brought some young players from the ranks and, and, and I mean, which one... Maybe the last one. Yeah, I've, I've actually I've, I've seen a few River play, uh, River players, River fans joking about this online and sort of saying Boca are selling their their kids and, and we've just won the Libertadores with ours. And I think that's probably taking it a bit far because you know it's not as if all the kids were probably they are not that good. <laughs> Maybe they are not that good, so but, they have uh, an opportunity to sell them. Possibly. And... Yeah, yeah uh, probably. But, but again, also, I mean, one thing that, that is it does sort of underline is Rodrigo Mora. This isn't a transfer, but Rodrigo Mora announced his retirement um, the other day. Uh, obviously River fans are going to miss him tremendously um, and that frees up it, it means that River have to find an attacker and Marcelo Gachardo almost immediately announced that Julian Alvarez the kid who we were talking about in the Sudamericano Sulvente preview a few minutes ago um, is going to be uh, essentially the replacement to Mora they're going to put their faith in Alvarez although they are, River are also talking about signing somebody else uh, in, in attack yes because he will be playing yes, yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. We'll talk about yeah, it when Tony's done. His I, I was just about to say, I mean, like, coming back, he may not be that good, but Bogat played at least uh, being very. Um, they are quick not even the, trying to the, see if they are Yeah, good. but they're quick on the judgment. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Rodrigo Betancourt, but he's doing quite well in Juventus, and he could not be sold. They just need to find someone that knows where to play him and make him play good but I mean, it's not actually just about that's something that is happening quite often players that uh, play in Argentina in big clubs in Argentina and then they don't uh, have so a good see, performance yeah. and then go then go they go to Juventus and play well that's something that uh, yeah but it's about the coach coach maybe too I mean Guillermo is not actually the best uh, with playing Young, young kids and know the way, the way to play them and that brings us on to oh, I guess the other question about <laughs> the, the big change in Boca this summer is Gustavo Alfaro uh, who was we already knew was going to take over when we last recorded but who mm. hadn't yet taken over um, what have you made of him so far Tony? <clears throat> uh, well I'm not a fan of well, Alfaro obviously we haven't actually seen any games I wouldn't say the game <laughs> I, I didn't even went to the trainings but um... he, he gave this really bizarre press conference where he got out uh, basically printed off like, I don't know whether he got onto Wikipedia or something but he printed off Argentine employment law in the terms of his contract or account and yeah. when they say I'm a traitor they should bear in mind sub clause 13 section D2 or whatever it's like, well very oh, very Alfaro is, is this happening? but I think he, he, there is someone that can talk about Alfaro it's the guy over here he, We're going to get an entirely neutral point of view now yes <laughs> he won't last there he won't be there in three months he, no chance. He has I mean, no chance of doing good in Boca. No chance at all. He no doesn't chance. have a, a huge record with big clubs, but that's a record with a big club. You know, he was terrible in San Lorenzo. He was more than terrible for Rosario Central. He had 
success in Arsenal and uh, Arsenal and Arsenal. Okay, okay <laughs> calm down. <laughs> and where else? He was Teddy having Rafael. a good season in uh, Teddy Rafael. He was having a good season with Huracan. Yeah, he, had, he never had a huge squad with a lot of star players. He never won anything. And, oh yeah, he won uh, with Arsenal. He won the Sudamericana. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking that he's not used to administrate big squads no. full of uh, big stars players. Big star players. Did he win the league with Arsenal? Yeah, yeah, I think he did. He has managed. First of all, I'm gonna, I have to start with a giggle just now because somebody's gone onto his Wikipedia and said, Actualmente dirija al Club Atlético Bosta Juniors. Ex futbolista, actual I'll leave the Spanish speaking <laughs> listeners uh, to laugh at that one if they want to. Um, he's managed Atlético de Rafaela Patronato, Quilmes, Atlético de Rafaela, Belgrano, Olimpo, Quilmes, San Lorenzo, Arsenal, Rosario Central, Alali, Arsenal. <laughs> Club Atlético Tigre, who for some reason are the only one of these clubs who the person doing the Wikipedia page is bothered to write the Club Atlético in front of, and then Gimnasia, Huracán and Boca. And what he has won in that time is, where are his titles? Titulos. The Primera B Nacional with Olimpo in 2001-2002, the Clausura with Arsenal, the Supercopa Argentina with Arsenal, both in 2012, and the Copa Argentina in 2013 with Arsenal. And he also won the Copa Sudamericana in 2007 with Arsenal. But so and got far, the, on, with in the only thing he did so far. This is before Grandona died, we should. He's, he's trying to show everyone Every that he's, yeah. he deserved that place, right? <laughs> he's trying to be worse and he's shouting in the training sessions that are, are on TV. And okay, calm down. He, he, <laughs> down. he doesn't have the character, yes. No, 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 no. And uh, if he loses two or three games in a row, that's it. People will, will start to uh, ask for his head. Yes, exactly. And even players, they will have a big squad. Not everyone will be able to play. Mm-hmm. And he can do what Guillermo did, like uh, leaving uh, big players on the bench. Because the minute he, he he's doing that, they will be talking to the press behind his back. And he's, yeah, no, he's think, no one in Boca. So I think I'm, I'm seeing a, a repeat of... Um, that, that, that one manager that we talk a little uh, no 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 the, the one that had Brindisi I think it's gonna end like Brindisi yes. that, that lost a, a, a classic but Brindisi uh, was a big name in Boca he was a big name in Boca but there was a lot of the, the things you said the people uh, the players talking to the press I mean, and whatever they else. will win games because they have so many players that even if oh, yeah. like it happened with Guillermo even if they were not playing well they were winning games because they have a lot of good players yeah but in the long run I don't think he will do anything good for Boca. And, uh, he was like a desperate. They, they were checking the, the standings. Okay, we can't get uh, Racing's coach. Let's go for Racing's coach. Yeah, that, that's Boca's uh, politics. So saying if Alfaro said no, they would have gone for Russo Zielinski. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Interesting. Yes. That they skipped over the Pepsi Ulticia because. Yeah, because it's not for Boca. Definitely. Um, but anyway, yeah, or, or I can. The other thing is that if, if Mariano proves right and, and if Alfaro is out of the job in three months' time, which would basically be the end of this Superliga season, wouldn't it? Because it's only a very short little burst of games we've got now before the Supercopa. No, and, and it's a Copa Libertadores group stage. Um, but um, if Alfaro is out of the job, he's not going to be able to go straight back to Huracan, or I suspect he's not, because Huracan has appointed 
Yeah, I mean, there's that as well. But also, Orican to replace him have appointed a manager who's quite popular with their fans, and I think will do fairly well. Antonio Mohamed is back at Orican. And they've also, I think, I don't know whether this is a bit of a sort of statement maker, but they've signed Lucas Barrios. Yes. Um, or they're going to. He's currently training with them. Well, anyway. He's, what, 45? Or absolutely like nothing like a Dean or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing at Colo Colo. I think he's played well since, what, 2010? Okay. He's, <laughs> he's 35 or 36, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're going to lose Marcos Diaz, it seems. To yeah, yeah, yeah you already got a new... A new goalkeeper. Yeah, they've uh, I don't think he's got anything else yet, but it's, it's contract. contract. Yeah, he's gone to Boca, it seems. Oh, they the yeah, Boca's now in the business of playing goalkeepers in all the positions. So The other sort of, I guess, main transfer... Oh, we should mention River, because we said a few minutes ago we will and I forget otherwise. Uh, Luis Diaz is... I mean, I said that he was sort of... They're signing him in attack. They're actually... They're really signing him as um, Gonzalo Martinez's replacement, because, of course, Gonzalo Martinez has gone to Atlanta United... Um, where you have to suspect he's going to do rather well over the next season. Uh, I don't know because sells. it's uh, when it was said that perhaps Guillermo Rosicloto will go there and, and meet the man, the coach of, of, of Pity, mm. uh, as, as the coach of Atlanta United. Finally, Frank De Boer will be. Which is oh, a, better, is, a much better right. coach than yeah. Guillermo Rosicloto. Dutch coaches with Argentinian players. I don't know. It's it's quite difficult. It's the MLS. Come on. Well, it's I do okay, watch the MLS. I, I don't know if you noticed. I, I think it's not very much was there. So it's yeah. Um, anyway, yes, that 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 explains. So River are on the verge of signing Luis Diaz from who did you say, Dan? Junior. 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 That's right. Um, yes, because there were uh, a lot of players like like usually happens that were smoke like uh, Oscar Romero, the former Racing. Uh, midfielder, midfielder or striker and Emiliano Rigoni both in well uh, Romero earns a lot of money in China and Rigoni has uh, go, went back to Zenit of Russia he was playing for Atlanta was on loan and Zenit wanted him back so no chance there's yeah. also talk that Rigoni might end up at Independiente if Independiente actually have a squad by the time <laughs> <laughs> there were yeah, a lot of players uh, uh, leaving independent and talking not very well about Holland yeah. yep. talking about Junior also uh, Harlan Barrera joined Rosario Central that's a very good signing very good signing he's only 23 20 days ago Junior won the league in mm. Colombia and, and, they, and they, they just have uh, yeah. they lost the Sud Americana final penalties exactly they were and, very and good only Taylor's leaving they were staying, but I think he's living as well. Alan Barrera was one of the kids who missed the penalty. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, but he's a good player. If, if ever, by the way, you want proof of... Uh, we didn't talk about it at the time because it didn't involve Argentine clubs, but if you ever want proof of, 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 to, to show to people who say penalty shootouts are a lottery and you don't think they are, show them the Copa Sudamericana final that just oh. finished. In the which, whole 2018 junior for Junior, the they, missed, they yeah. missed eight penalties oh, well, I didn't know out this. of nine. They missed in regular time. In Copa Libertadores and Copa Sudamericana, they missed eight out of nine uh, penalties. Two of which were in the first and second legs of the Sudamericana exactly. final, followed by two more misses. Because they played uh, Copa Libertadores, they finished third, and they went to Copa Sudamericana. Mm. In total, they missed eight of, oh. out of nine penalties. And you, could also, you could also show them the Copa Argentina final, where the gimnasio Sorry. captain... They missed, they missed a uh, penalty against Boca. Remember when Boca was yes. almost eliminated yeah. in Barranquilla? They also yeah. missed a penalty in that game. Uh, then the uh, Copa Argentina final was also decided on a penalty shootout where Gimnasia 
very strangely decided after winning the toss to kick second. Oh. And they lost to Rosario Central in that final. Subsequently, their captain, Fabian Rinaldo, uh, left Gimnasia in a tearful farewell and went to Rosario Central. Yeah. So, was it all a setup? Careful with Rosario Central. More after the break. In the Copa Libertadores. <laughs> In Copa Libertadores. They uh, have, guys, the penalties? They have Bausa, yeah. they have Ortigosa, now they have Calan Barrera, <laughs> they have Reinaudo in the middle. Reinaudo and Ortigosa are going to be the new Mercier and Ortigosa. I think so. The, the, the destroyer. Yeah. So, you, you mentioned, Junior, you have to also mention, mention the, the winner of Copa Sudamericana because they will have several Argentine players there. And they will play Copa Libertadores against Boca in the same group. And they will play against River in the Recopa Sudamericana. So the, the winners of the Copa Sudamericana were, at the time they won it, they were called Atletico Paranaense. They've now renamed themselves Atletico Paranaense. With the H? They announced this uh, the day before the second leg for some reason. What? <laughs> I mean, who, who does that? But anyway. Um, they will have they Marco signed? Ruben. Go they on. have signed Marco Ruben and uh, Tomas Andrade, the one who came back to River uh, ah, right, from yeah, the loan yeah. at uh, Atletico Mineiro, but Gallardo, uh, well. Uh, won't take uh, take him into account, so he he moved to Atletico Paranaense. So they will have Lucho González, Marco Ruben, and Tomás Andrade, three Argentinos there. Oh, there you go. Want to keep an eye on? Um, just to explain, Dan's earlier joke about Independiente maybe not having a squad. They have they, what they have got is a lot more money than they should because they somehow managed to sell Maxi Mesa for eighteen million dollars to Monterrey in Mexico. Well, it's Monterrey. They they spend money because they yeah. want to. Uh, Emmanuel Gigliotti has also gone to Mexico. He's gone to Toluca. Leandro Fernandez has gone on to Belles on loan. Fernando Amore Dieta, um, who didn't do very much anyway. Um, and Campania. Has, now his contract to run down. And yeah, Martin Campania is Santos very good. Or is it just Santos? Um, Dan, I wanted to ask you as well, Racing, really quickly though. Yeah. Because okay. otherwise uh, we're going to be running. They are not playing Copa Libertadores. Are they going <laughs> no, to so. <laughs> Are they going to I had to mention. I really hate this for going for it. Because Santiago Garcia has been, I, I think he's been announced by two clubs already. And he hasn't actually signed yet for anybody. It keeps falling through after this drink yeah. driving thing. It's keeps probably the most well. lovable guy in Argentine football after Pulgar Rodriguez. Yeah, I would have loved to see him in Brazil. Even if he didn't score school. a single goal or do anything, yes, I still would have exactly. been very happy to see him. But it seems that he's been priced out of a second move by his agents because he's got a weird thing in his contract. It's like 50% is um, belongs to Godoy Cruz, 50, 25% with another company and 25% with his agent who is Daniel Fonseca the uh-huh. ex-Uruguay number nine and his physical his shape phys- yeah. is also I have the feeling that his agents are asking for a financial package which is kind of out of whack with the size of his belly basically. but he's only 28 he's not 29. yeah he's not old he's just but remember he was he's going a to, unit like, going to, uh, we transferred to Tajeres last season yeah. and that uh, didn't happen because yeah. he failed the physical. I think it says something about his current uh, fitness and condition that Racing have kind of declined to sign him in favour of a player who's 34, soon to turn 35, <laughs> um, but is in much better shape. Uh, Dario Sudanich. Right. It's an interesting one. He's not mm-hmm. going to be as fun as, uh, as El Morra, but I'm happy with that. That's pretty much all that's happened. In Racing, really, uh, uh, Gustavo Boa left. R- Racing, Racing's league to lose. Right? It is Racing's league to lose, yes. Yeah. So and to complete the big five round, I'm sorry to talk over you, Mario. Um, San Lorenzo, how, how are you feeling about their signings? <laughs> really? We can go yeah, back to really. Colón or, <laughs> or something like that. 
Yo como no. jugar Yet another disappointing transfer market for San Lorenzo. Uh, I got a bit excited because it started like uh, we got a couple of Colombian players in mid-December and I said, wow, they are moving fast, trying to get new players. A couple of guys you worked with Amiron in Atletico Nacional, right? Yeah, but they were, uh, they were not that good. I mean, uh, Atletico Nacional fans were happy that they were leaving, so that's not a good sign. <laughs> but one of whom as well actually is, is familiar to us it's Fernando Monetti the, the no no but I mean, I mean the Colombian guys oh no I, uh, I Torres he's also yes, yes, yes that happened Monetti's last a good week. song but then they already had a decent game yes. no, no we didn't have a yeah, last I mean, place. No, not Navarro no no Navarro every time I saw him he stopped everything he's not decent at all he's so stupid so we got Monetti in a six months loan that doesn't make any sense why would you bring a goalkeeper in six months loan when Copa Libertadores is well, 10 months they, they, they were teaching by Boca bringing Lampe so yeah yeah but okay and I think he will be uh, starting goalkeeper so Navarro will probably have to leave but uh, they brought this Gustavo Torres and Loaiza from Atletico Nacional they were reserves there fans were happy that they were leaving like I said that's not a good sign but Almiron coached them last year so probably he knows something about them right like and yeah. they are also young players so Maybe he thinks that in a new place they will do better. The other thing is that they're both, at least according to Ole, they're both um, loans with an option to buy. So yeah, there's a bit of a get-out clause there. Almost for free, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, they were trying to bring uh, Trauco, it's a Peruvian right back. Yeah, I, I just read that yeah, it's, it's not, not going to happen. Yeah, so they were negotiating for a month, it's not going to happen. Sanchez Mino. Sanchez Mino is an option. From I'm sorry to break your heart, but I think Torrico is going to Argentinos. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, they, they were saying that a few weeks ago. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. And uh, Mancuello, the ex-independiente player, but apparently Flamengo doesn't want to sell their part of the of Mancuello, and that's pretty much it. I think uh, there's another Colombian guy from Atlético Nacional that there's might so join. There's so many Colombians. Uh, Lukumi. <laughs> they are trying oh, yeah. to get Lukumi, but uh, yeah. It's like the hottest market right, right now, now right? Yeah. I mean, Paraguay, Chile, nobody's looking at those markets here. And uh, Uruguay, people is born 30 years old. They <laughs> young players that you could buy. And uh, yeah, I think it's like everybody's looking at Colombia. I mean, you have Santa Fe, Junior, Nacional. There's a lot of value. I think yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they were recently champions in Sudamericana, Libertadores. I, I think but the other thing is as well, when you look at, for instance, the players who Boca signed sort of last year, yeah. maybe Barrio, 2017, from Fabra. the Colombian League and are now selling for 10 times what they paid for them. Even River, Borré. I, yeah. I, I have got some well, Colombian well, friends. Well, from Atletico Madrid rather than from the Colombian League. No, but I mean, so, yeah. yeah, okay, but Colombian guy. But I mean, yeah. I have some Colombian friends that were telling me, ah, Borré, you know, he's useless. But he ended up being so important for River, Quintero as well. So yeah. yeah. Well, Barrios is I, I probably leaving to to Everton. Yeah, probably. Um, anyway, we'll move on to listeners' questions. The first was sent a few days ago from Lawrence Hart. It is: Would the Liverpool supporting player that I Sam was discussing in the last podcast have a liking for the cities of Birmingham and currently Nottingham? Mm-hmm. To which the answer I'm going to give you, Lawrence, is I couldn't possibly say. Um, We'll now move on to the questions that were sent today. Arch Bell says, assuming that Alexis McAllister leaves for Boca, who will take his place at Argentinos Juniors? 
must be another McAllister, right? Um, yeah, they're like Francis dynasty. has not been all that good. Sister. The, the, the sister <laughs> or cousin. The thing that <laughs> I found cool. interesting though, about this now story. But he's not going to Alexis is having a decent season, but I actually, I think Kevin's the, the better, the best of the McAllisters at Argentinos. He's the left back, basically, so he's not going to fill in Bocca's need for a playmaker quite as well. But, um, yeah, it, it's interesting that um, Alexis is, is getting a chance to move to a big club. But he's not going to go back here. He's going somewhere in... To Brighton, in apparently. Really? Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, Brighton, yeah. Your club, yeah. right? Yep. You bought it. By the way, uh, Kevin Mas- oh, wow. okay, McAllister, it's not a joke. It's his name. Talking about the Humboldt yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, okay, so he's not going to Boca. Um, who, even so I think Archie's main question actually still applies though who's going to take his place at Argentinos I have so no they, idea how Argentinos yeah. do their recruitment it's if they just to say come on do it quickly they probably wait until they are they probably wait until they are relegated and they, they will somebody decide somebody from the youth ranks and, and then we'll see um, Lozinho says it seems like the Boca squad is compiled to it seems like the Boca squad that was compiled to win the Libertadores ha. is being dismantled. Nandes, Cardona, Magashan are all gone and so on. Will they bring in replacements or just rely on existing squad depth? They'll bring in replacements. They yeah. will bring in replacements. This is Boca. They depend on that, yeah. Um, Lawrence is back and has another one. He says, Happy New Year. Thank you, Lawrence. Happy New Year to you as well. Sorry if this has been done before, but how was the Boca Netflix documentary seen in Argentina? Hmm. It's very I don't know. funny for uh, River fans, I think, because it was clearly I mean, the, the a documentary literal... series that was meant to climax with a Supercopa win, right? And they had to kind of just change I it. No, to I, like didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. What a brilliant the most, idea the to make a answer to, to uh, Lawrence's question is on Netflix. But um, how was it seen? Well, Get I, it, right? okay. from from someone that works on content <laughs> on TV, it's like any other Netflix uh, kind of documentary or whatever they're going to call them it's obviously make to 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 um, it's a marketing move i mean mm-hmm. anything that, that you want you watch on, on netflix that is actually fiction but it's supposed to be uh taken from from the real life but i'm not sure that people necessarily appreciate that when, when they want i mean i, I think boca fans all loved it and thought it was the best thing ever no. But you, why would you make a documentary about, about a I mean, team yeah. losing a final in Argentina against your biggest well, rival? Depends. I mean, I, I, heard, okay. I read good things about the, about the sons this of Madrid. This is not Hollywood. This is not uh, yeah, okay, okay, like but a movie. Of, this is not Rocky. Bribe someone to give you that final. <laughs> yeah, it is, exactly. Far more dignified. I, I read good things about the, the Sunderland one. Uh, not only, uh, I mean, about winning or not winning, but about this, the, the stories no, and the cinematography. Oh, yeah, no, but this is no Sunderland very good. But a tiny bit more lovable than Boca, right? Yeah. Which is not saying anything about Sunderland and much more about Boca. But that, that also I depends. Mean, P- Peter's not here, so yeah, <laughs> probably we can all agree on that. Um, yeah. Sorry for those who don't know. Who don't know? Peter's a Newcastle fan, which is why I said that. Yeah. So he probably would dispute that point with you. If you if you want to to show a, a team winning or training or just losing, just focusing on the team and not about more hard woman stories and, and, and see the struggle. I mean, of course, you, it will be more interesting if, if not, it's not good. I mean, just the balance between entertaining and good. Maybe I would give it a chance and watch both and give an honest answer later. But I don't know. It feels dull to just see yeah. a team evolving and training. Like, I'd rather watch Sakachi, Pasasai, yeah, and, and put a jacuzzi. I prefer watching Creed or Rocky. In the, uh, in the team showers or something like that. Yeah. That's proper. Yeah, yeah. That's proper football. 
Atlas, remember Atlas? They had their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we got. It, 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 was, it was entertaining, but yeah. Nate Kubeta says Is it true that Conmebol are banning banners and standing for next year's Libertadores? This seems insane, but I saw it from a legitimate source. Unfortunately, I didn't think to ask him who his legitimate source was. If I did I, that, I really surely that one, would but... take out 99% of the teams. Yeah. Uh, that's like, not going to happen. How many teams so have all see a stadium? Yeah, you, you stadium can't like the Brazilian teams that have World Cup stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the answer's we're guessing no. Well, maybe if I remember, we'll try and look into it a little bit more the before next week. Is, um, may, know, like maybe the, the, the of a certain size, I'm guessing, or yeah. above a certain size. May, maybe the, the winner of the Copa Libertadores is going to be draw off only the teams that had serious team. Mm. Well, it's going to be a are on a manic quest to destroy the Copa Libertadores. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't rule this out. It's dead already. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie says, "How the hell can 18th place Colón sign third place title chasing Atlético Tucumán's key player in Pulgar Rodriguez during the mid-season window? I know he's 34, but Atlético are going to need a hell of a replacement now to have a hope of challenging for the title." Um, we've answered that one already and they're not going to challenge for the title uh, and they're not going to challenge for the title Uh, Jamie also says did I miss Colón being taken over by a tycoon they're now in for Hector Fertoli who is valued in the two two to three million dollar bracket by Newells no but again uh, like like, like we said the the teams from the uh, not from Buenos Aires are usually run by politicians and they have money money laundering Money laundering, yeah, they have a lot of stuff and resources to to help the teams they support. So allegedly, uh, they they sold uh, they sold um, Javier Correa, who isn't a, the best uh, striker, mm-hmm. but he scored a decent Most number decent, of goals, yeah. and and yeah. they sold him to Santa Laguna, Mexico. So it's well, strange. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring something quick, quickly because we're talking about strikers selling in selling in Santa Fe. How the hell Union? Sold Soldano for so little to Olympiacos. I mean, it was practically gifted. But his last year was not. That yeah. It wasn't that good. But he had a good six months and then a horrible season. And, and yes. his uh, contract expired. He was expiring, yeah. yeah. But I was surprised of how little the, the, the value. Uh, Oscar per- Mulder says Can we rename Boca Juniors to Colombia Juniors already? Um, it's almost the Colombian League now, so. But they've always had Liza Colombians, right? Like, yeah. Colombians in big Argentine clubs have got a fairly good record yeah. you know, there were yeah. some mm-hmm. fan favourites at River as well uh, Liam Kelly says what the hell is going on with El Morro Garcia of it's a lot of what the hell is going on <laughs> <laughs> first he's officially unveiled at Toluca only for it not to happen and now Elio Racing may be off as well that's um, I mean Dan's explained well, the, the first question there. is what the hell is going with Argentina and then we start going down with yeah. whatever else. Oh, well, there's something related to Morro Garcia that we didn't mention it's mm-hmm. uh, Godoy Cruz coach going to Argentinos Juniors that didn't make sense I that was a strange one, right? So, yeah. yeah, that's a very strange move. I thought we talked about that right at the end of the year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. did. Yeah, that's yeah. another very strange move. Something money related. Oh, jeez, Argentinos now probably as well. Oh, jeez, <laughs> 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 but it's, it's kind of a weird one because when when someone comes sort of from the provinces and, and comes to Buenos Aires or to one of the big clubs in Greater Buenos Aires, it, it sort of doesn't feel as strange. But Argentinos, but Argentinos but, so yeah. bad. Yeah, they're going to get relegated. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Estrella Amadora or Estrella Amadora says can you give me any reason why Marcone has never played in Europe he was superb for Lanús and Arsenal de Sarandí probably because uh, European clubs never yeah, brought him for Lanús and Arsenal yeah, that's the reason yeah, exactly. they, they think what is Lanús <laughs> um, rather than for, for a, a 
bigger, more well-watched club, let's say. Um, Jushin Thunderlager says, do you think Christian Pavon will be transferred to Europe in the summer? I heard the Crystal, Crystal Palace some bright... No, sorry, Burnley. They were looking at him. So not but quite... Sort of top tier Arsenal, <laughs> the clubs who were linked with him. He was like the biggest star in Argentine yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. He went to the World Cup. Eight months ago, he went to the World Cup. Uh, it's, he was it's a star a, in the World it's Cup. It's a big question. He really should have left in the sa- That, de- de- that depends <laughs> of, of the, this semester, I suppose. But this is a good but. illustration of something that, that I often say when you know fans get frustrated that, oh, this player's gone so early. Mm. You might get one chance. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. yeah. Pavon had a really uh, he had a fantastic year. Uh, you know, when he first broke through at Boca, all of us were taking the piss out of him, saying, "Oh, he plays as if he's got a bucket on his head." Mm-hmm. And then he had a fantastic season, deservedly got into the World Cup squad. Um, had if, far from the worst World Cup of any of Argentina's players, and now six months later, sure, he's still being linked with clubs who, as, as Tony says, you know, uh, are going to be clubs who can completely change the future financial well-being of his family for a couple of generations if he manages to stay there for a He's, while. He's uh, three or four but years away from playing for Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not the same stratosphere of movements he could have had right after the World Cup. You know, he, he could have gone to Arsenal and who knows, if he joined Arsenal, maybe he's hit the ground running. And maybe he's currently one of the top players in the Premier League, and then maybe. that's his career. Well, he's so you know, I, I, don't know, I don't blame players when they get one big move for taking the chance to do so. Yes, but Boca is selling their players in figures that are really incredible, or at least hard to believe. Even when if Pavon, uh, we have already uh, heard about that that fifty million dollars uh, release clause uh, that Arsenal will pl- will uh, pay for him. Before these six months that were yeah. not very good for him, but uh, then Valerdi 12, 12 million apparently. Come on. Then Marashan nine million, and well Nandes because his release clause has been uh, uh, has gone a, a bit yeah. up because of his. Uh, that's ridiculous. He's twenty one million, but it doesn't yes. make sense. That's so they say that Cagliari's highest transfer was nine million, and they went to pay twenty one million for the seventeen percent of a. Good midfielder. Well, let, let's remember that the, 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 the European the European market is super inflated. I mean, no, let, let's remember that. Cagliari doesn't have twenty one million to pay for the seventeen per seventy percent part of Nathan Nandes. That's a lie. That's a media lie. That's or a lot of money laundering again. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Cagliari, come on. Uh, Matthias, whose profile I've just checked, so just to give you um, a bit of context to this, he is a Boca fan, says, thoughts on Alfaro so far? Is he ready for the job? Nope. Obviously, nope. he's not had any games yet, but he seems to be handling the Boca world very well so far, judging by his press conferences. He was one week. Training. If he says so, Matthias. Training. <laughs> he knows that the trainings are being, are being recorded, and he tries to shout to, to show something, but uh, it's... Something, something, run. <laughs> it's like the Guillermo when he said, uh, "No, don't uh, make uh, centros de mierda." To the, to the <laughs> yeah, it was a show, yeah. Show and yeah, he knew not, that yeah. he, he there were cameras there. Um, on that note, those are all the questions. I think it's time to say goodbye. We will now record a uh, Pod extra for our Patreon subscribers. So if you are not a Patreon subscriber yet and you'd like to hear what we spend the next fifteen minutes or so uh, talking about, um, then you know where to go patreon.com slash hand of pod is the place if you want to become one in uh, 2019 if you've made a new year's resolution to support more 
independent English language Argentine football podcasts, then this is the opportunity to do so. I know that was my resolution. Yeah. yeah. Well, why are you not supporting us then, Dan? Come on. Because Put then money where your mouth is. I think I'd end up losing, you know. It's there enough for your living room. Pay, end up paying more to <laughs> if you know, if, 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 it's enough for your living room. At just five dollars a month, I'm gonna do some maths now. Uh, just to confirm this before I say it. Because otherwise I'm gonna be lying to you and I don't like to lie online. Uh, what's the current exchange rate? Forty? 38 uh, 36 to 38 he's using his calculator for very simple yeah. uh, <laughs> calculations you'll, so. you'll still be gaining money uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'll consider it so um, yes anyway you, you should seriously consider it people um, thank you very much if you're already supporting us and for now it's welcome to 2019 and goodbye from Tony goodbye Andres thank you goodbye Mariano ciao Dan Goodbye, thank you for listening. And me, goodbye.